It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m. So that means you're tuned in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we have a good one dialed up for you this evening. Uh, tonight we're going to uh, – I'm going to recap some of the Major League Baseball. Started on started with that last week. Uh, I want to continue with that until the World Series is over. Uh, I want to talk uh, NFL, of course. A lot of stuff has happened. You know, trades happen, firings have happened uh, as well. I want to talk about the 49ers. I know they're coming for me, ladies and gentlemen. I've here, I've heard it all week. I know they're coming for me, but like in my Bernie Mac voice, I ain't scared of you. You know what? But nonetheless, I'm going to talk about Josh Daniels, uh, McDaniel's getting fired. Uh, I want to talk about some uh, some um, uh, base. I mean basketball as well. Uh, the trade between the Sixers and the Clippers. Also, uh, we got a plethora on, on the board for you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for sure. Uh, before we get in, man, we right before the, we came on, uh, there's some bad news, some sad news in, in, the, in basketball, college basketball. The legendary coach Bob Knight has passed at the age of 83. Um, if you know anything about basketball, you know how much of a legend this guy was. You know, he's known for his hot temper. He's known for his, his national championship wins, things of that nature. But um, we're going to definitely going to talk about that, get Mr. E. Scott in here. And, of course, at the end of the show, we're going, I mean, at the end of the show, we're going to uh, get E. Scott's entertainment segment uh, for sure. So with that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott, how you doing this evening, my brother? I say the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. The darker the flesh, the deeper the roots. I give a holler to my sisters on welfare. K Walk and E Scott care. If don't nobody else care. <laughs> good stuff, brother, good stuff. Smooth as ice, as always, man, as always. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, I wanna I know this wasn't on the topic, we you know, no one plans for stuff like this, but uh, right before the uh, before right before we came on air, it broke that uh Bobby Knight, legendary Bobby Knight, had uh, passed at the age of eighty three. Um and E, when you when you heard this, I don't know if you just heard it from me, I'm pretty sure you heard it right before we came on air. But um, give us some quick thoughts on, and you know, your memories. Uh, you know, the first thing that thinks when you, that comes to your mind when you talk about, you know, Bobby Knight, because Bobby Knight wasn't just one of those coaches. He wasn't like a Coach K, a Coach Dean Smith, a Coach John Thompson. You know, to, to name a few legendary coaches, this guy did a little bit differently. He he did a little bit differently. He did it his way for sure. Um, you know, and you know, he's known for that hot temper. He's known he's known for getting fired from from the Indiana University um, for you know you know choking allegedly choking a player. You know, he's throwing chairs across the court, things of that nature. The way he talked to, to the media. But um, your your thoughts on, on on Coach Knight and uh, your most fond fond memory or the most you know the most memorable uh, moment uh, that you could think of? 
The first I heard of it was, you know, just when you announced it, because I just got home and it was perfect okay. for the show. I didn't, I didn't know, but you know, I'm sad to see him go. Now, mm-hmm. the one thing I will say about Coach Knight, there's no way a Coach Knight exists today in 2023, because yeah, like you just said, Kay Wall, <laughs> he did it a little different. I mean, yeah. growing up, you and I are around the same age, so growing up and we saw these antics, we thought that was the norm. We didn't know yeah. any better. But right. now, in 2023, there, there's no room out here for a Bob Knight on any level, no. be it college, right. be it high school, be it the YMCA, all the way to the pros. <laughs> but, I mean, right. he did do some good things. Um, his most memorable player that I can think of is Isaiah Thomas. Not, not the Isaiah Thomas that the kids know, but Zeke, the one we know, the other one. Right. The, my, Michael Jordan's best friend, Isaiah Thomas, that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, and I've heard him praised by me not on many occasions and, you know, said good things, you know, about him and whatever, whatever. Um, like I said, I, I just remember the antics, the choking and the throwing the chair across. And, you know, yeah. I thought that's how it had to be. But then yeah. I look over at North Carolina, I look at Dean Smith, and he wasn't quite like that. I don't know, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he was an interesting character. I don't have anything negative to say about him, but I don't really have anything positive to say either because I didn't really follow his career that closely. Right. Yeah, when you look at it, I mean, when you that's the first thing you think of is, the, is the, everything that we just mentioned. And you, you failed to mention a lot of things are, are – are, left un, um, untold, if you will. He's a three-time national championship coach, man. He led three national championship uh, teams, led by, as you mentioned, Isaiah Thomas. Um, you know, he first started his, his – one of his first protégés uh, were his first players that he coached. It turned out to be a protégé was Coach K. Coach K was one of his guys um, for sure. So a lot of untold stories, E, and, you know, he's the first – you know, one of the first to bring a, a you know, a Olympic championship, basketball championship as well. So we always know these guys. They're they're known for you know whatever the case, their sayings, their antics, or what have you. But a lot of things fall you know fall in, in, to the wayside, if you will, because of some of those some of those things. But Coach Knight was a guy that I I you know he got on you. You can get on your nerves if he if he was playing against your team. He got on your nerves for sure. But if you if you if he wasn't playing against your team, he was one of those guys that I liked. Man, I really liked growing up. I watched his antics, and I just enjoyed everything about him. And sometimes I, I felt like I was like, oh, I would cringe. Like, I don't know if you should be doing that, Coach. But, you know, like he said, you know, he did it his way. Uh, what was his favorite line that, you know, um, paraphrasing here is that, um, you know, when his time is up and leaves this earth and his time is past, he hopes they, you know, bury him upside down so his critics can kiss his, you know what. <laughs> So, you know, that was one of the best things. I, I always remember that uh, for sure, man. But, um, yeah, for, for sure we had to recognize we wouldn't be sports talk with K-Walk and East Scott unless we were recognized um, a legend uh, in, in Coach Bobby Knight. So uh, rest in peace, uh, Coach Knight, uh, for sure. All right. Uh, good stuff there, E. All right, um, moving on. What I wanted to start with, E, is um, before that broke, is I want to just touch on a little bit of the World Series here. Uh, the Rangers right now are up 3-1. Um, I picked the Rangers to win because of the, uh, I felt that they had the, the better starting rotation in here. I have to stand, I stand corrected, ladies and gentlemen. Last, wait, last week I said the, the format was 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. And actually, it's actually 2-3-2, two, two, so I stand corrected on, on that. Nonetheless, 
The Rangers have a 3-1 lead. They play tonight, and um, they can close it out tonight. I don't know if Arizona's going to allow that to happen. You got um, Nathan Evaldi for the Rangers going, and you got Zach uh, Galen um, going for um, for the, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, for the Diamondbacks. E, you know, I, I thought this was going to. I'm not saying it's over with, E, but you know that three one. You know, you want to close it out. Sometimes it's harder than than you think to close that, that elimination game. But when you're fighting, you know, for you know fighting off elimination and you're at home, you know, you, you still want to go with, with a team like that, especially with Arizona. They're, they're, they're here for a reason. So I'm, I'm going to, I like the Rangers, E. It's, it's, it's set up for them to close it. They have their, you know, their aces, both aces are going. So I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks. I think they, they, um, they avoid elimination, even though Corey Seager right now, if the series were to be over, he's by far unanimous uh, uh, MVP. I mean, he's hitting home run after home run. After last night, they put up 11 runs, and Corey Seager um, is just unbelievable at the at the plate. So I'm going to take Arizona tonight. I think they extend the series right now. I, I think um, it goes back to, to Texas, um, and I think Texas closes it out at home. Um, I don't know if it's game six or game seven, because I did predict game seven. So I'm going to stick with that. I think it's going to still go game seven. I think it's going to be one of the best World Series that we've seen in a long time. So I'm going to, I'm going to go game seven. I'm going to go uh, the Diamondbacks tonight for Rangers in game seven. In seven. All right, good stuff. All right, eight. All right, eight. Well, That's real, real, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Real, go ahead. Real, real quick, so the game one. I said, let me watch some of this so K-Walk okay. is not just out on an island so I can be able to speak on it. So okay. I turned it on. Diamondbacks are beating the brakes off, off the Rangers. I don't know any players from any of the teams, but I watch it a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is good enough. I wake up the next morning, Texas came back and won the game. I'm like, yeah. whoa. I said, <laughs> I, I, I missed some stuff. And then, so then, okay, I missed the next game, I think. But then mm-hmm. I tune in again. Was it was it last night or Monday night? Whatever it was, last I night, tune yeah. in. The Rangers score five innings with two outs in the bottom of the second, <laughs> the bottom of the third, two outs. They score five more. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, they got this. Now I did check the score this morning. I see they ended up winning like eleven to seven or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, they only scored one more run, and it looks like the Diamondbacks, you know, tried to make a little run. So yeah, baseball might not be dead like I thought. So yeah, that that's all I got for you. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And like I said, if you're not a baseball guy, you're not going to sit there and watch, you know, 162 games. You're not. Heck, I don't watch 162 games uh, of my Yankees, and I watch as many as I possibly can. But it is when you watch it and you and you and you get into it, it is a game within a game. It really is. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can win the game. It's just not just by talent. I mean, you've got to have a, you know, a strategy. You've got to put guys in the right situations. Got to right, make the right moves. Kind of, it's kind of like playing chess, uh, if you will. It's, I think this this sport may be more comparable to chess than any other sport that I can I can think of off the top of my head. But it's a it's, it's a very good sport, and I, I like it. I got into it, you know, a while back, and and never looked back since. But yeah, I yeah, I I really like this, and I really think that this series, I really like this series. And I, even though the Rangers have a three one lead, I, I think the Diamondbacks come back. They come back and make it a. Um, Make an interesting series for sure. Alrighty, we have some uh, breaking news overnight. As as actually, I was sleeping. Literally, I was sleeping, and I woke woke up and and I got this alert. 
and the alert says that uh, you know Josh McDaniels has been fired as the head coach of the uh, of the Las Vegas Raiders, replaced by uh, Antonio uh, Pierce. Also, GM David Ziegler was uh, let go, and then earlier to, or later earlier today or later later in the day, it was announced that Jimmy G was benched uh, for the rookie. Um, uh, the rookie Aiden O'Donnell. E, when you first heard this, e, what was your thoughts on this? And I mean, because you watched that Monday night game, Jimmy G just looked atrocious. I, I, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I mean, I don't know how many times he missed a wide open Devontae Adams, and I'm talking about a wide open Devontae Adams who made some serious moves. And ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, I know the stats don't say it, but he is the best receiver in the game by far, in my opinion. He's number one receiver in the league. I don't care about, you know, Tyreek Hill. I don't have, you know, uh, you know Cooper Cup, any of those guys who have the stats. Devontae Adams, in my opinion, is the best receiver in the game. But anyway, uh, what's your thoughts and opinions on, on these moves that the Raiders, the Raiders have made? Well, when, when, I, when I first saw it, I, I, I sent it to you as soon as, you know, I saw it. My very first thought was Ron Rivera has got to be shaking in his boots over Ron. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when when you terrible and somebody else terrible, you say to yourself, well, as long as they got a job, I should be good. Well, he doesn't have that anymore. But McDaniel's got to act. But if you mm-hmm. watch Monday night's game, it all, and I'm not accusing Jimmy G of this, but I'm just telling you what it looked like from the outside looking in. <laughs> It looked like Jimmy G was out there point shaving. Because like you said, the Monday <laughs> Adams would be wide open and it wasn't like yeah. Jimmy G was under a lot of pressure. I mean, yeah, there was sometimes he was under pressure. But I saw some plays where the Monday Adams was wide open. Jimmy G went through all his progressions and still didn't throw the ball to him. So I'm like, is 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 he point shaving? I mean, what's going on here? And Devontae Adams wasn't happy at all. You could see the no, frustration no. on him. Now, I guess, you know, the, the the new dude must have been watching the same game I was watching. He was like, oh, yeah, Jimmy G got to go. I mean, I don't know if this other guy to answer, but we can't have Devontae out here being that frustrated playing with yeah. this dude. I mean, I, I, he wasn't a game manager. He wasn't taking risks. He just, no. he just played awful. Like you said, he, just, he looked like a bum out there. He looked like when, when you – when you look at the way he's playing, you ask yourself, well, why is Cam Newton not in the league? Not yep. saying that no, I'm you. not advocating for Cam, just simply say, like, they saw this dude's movies, and they said, oh, yeah, his movie's better than Cam's movies. I'm not saying that Cam's movies are better, but, hey, man, come on, dog, come on. Like I said, Jimmy, he looked like he was point shaving. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm watching this game too, and 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 I'm a fantasy. I play fantasy football, and I had I had Devontae Adams, and I'm looking at it from a different perspective. But it's still the but it's still the same look nonetheless. And you're looking at um, this guy and and the things that he's doing, meaning Devontae Adams, the moves that he's making uh, to to get wide open. And I, I'm talking about slant and goes, out and up, stop and goes, whatever you want to, whatever you whatever they called. He was executing, and, and and like you mentioned, Jimmy G. It wasn't like he was, you know, underthrowing him or you know, you know, throwing him. He was throwing like, uh, you know, throwing it, overthrowing it, and throwing it out of bounds. So he wasn't even he was wasn't giving him a chance either way. So it was either too far, and it was not only was it too far, it was too out of bounds. And you look at Devontae Adams, and you and this is the reason some of the reasons why these receivers get upset is because of stuff like this. It's not because they want to be the man or you know you know a wide receiver 
as I like to call us, as a former wide receiver, man, sometimes when you just beat a guy so bad, you know, and, and, and the quarterback can't get you the ball, then you look at him and, and you say, listen, I, you know, you got to do better. You know, maybe the first one, okay, you let it go. But the second and third one, and, and it's consistent, this throws that are, cons- are consistent, then this guy does not be, need to be, you know, the starting quarterback for them. Again, I don't know what Aiden O'Connell is going to, to be like, they made that move. Uh, they made the move based off of what they've seen in practice, you know, in or you know, on the, on the field. Um, you know, uh, Davis, Mark Davis, you know, felt as though it was time to make that move. Josh McDaniels had to go. He's not seeing the field that like he's supposed to see the field for whatever reason. He keeps Jimmy G in there, and they signed this big deal with David Eckler. Signs this big deal with. Um, you know, for Jimmy G, and they get rid of Derek it's like Carr. It's seventy. It's like seventy-two million, isn't it? Yeah. Not only that, yeah, I don't know what's worse: them getting rid of Derek Carr than bringing Jimmy Jimmy G in for that money, man. I mean, because Derek Carr wasn't. I mean, he was consistently good with that team. I mean, it wasn't like he was he was bad. I know they benched him at the latter part of the year for uh, Stiddle, and then Stiddle winds up leaving. So it doesn't it didn't make sense to me. Jim, bringing Jimmy G wasn't the right. Well, obviously it's hindsight, but when I saw it happen, I said Jimmy G's not your guy. And I, you know, as a 49er fan, I, you know, I see it up close and personal. So it wasn't like it was something that I was just saying, okay, well, you know, it, it, I, I, I'm the outside looking in. I've seen it up close and personal, and he wasn't that guy. He was good for that particular offense, meaning Kyle Shanahan's offense. Maybe they thought since they, you know, Josh McDaniels was a former Patriot, and so was uh, Jimmy G behind, you know, uh, Tom Brady. Maybe they thought that magic would would work, but I didn't see it happening uh, whatsoever. But E, what say you about Josh McDaniels? I mean, so many different, I mean, moves that he made, man. I mean, Josh Jacobs has come out and said that. I mean, obviously it, it, it was Josh McDaniels, but. Josh McDaniels hasn't had the best track record, man. I mean, look at his time in um, in Denver and what he did there. He did a similar job in Denver. A lot of people are saying that, you know, he may get another job, you know, somewhere down the road. You and I are advocates about some coaches should be uh, coordinators. There are some coaches that can be head coaches and remain head coaches, but there are some coaches that just need to be rem- that remain to be an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. I believe you and I are on the same page with this one. Josh McDaniel should just be an offensive coordinator and stay in that role. But what say you about that? About that? And, yeah. and, and will and before that? And will we see another? Will he get another head coaching job? In your opinion? The the first part of the question about should he stay a coordinator? Absolutely. Now wasn't he the same dude that took the job at Indy or Tennessee? One of them for about twenty four hours and then went back to Belichick. Yeah. Red. Mm-hmm. Red flag. <laughs> Secondly, they brought in Devontae Adams because he had a relationship with Derek Carr. Then they wrote mm-hmm. Derek Carr up out of there. Red flag. I mean, now, the sad part about it is, okay, well, he will get another job. Well, I won't say the sad part about it because he is a good offensive coordinator, prolific. If he stay in his lane and just offensive coordinate somewhere, I think he can be successful again. But it's obvious he shouldn't have any player power, any power over player personnel or things of that nature because he just screwed this up big time. I mean, this this is just – this is a mess. It's so bad. They said, yeah, you – they told the GM – it was one of those situations. They told the GM, hey, we need you to find McDaniel. So he found McDaniel. They're like, wait a minute. Don't go nowhere. You found too. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, your last act of business was Padre Daniel. Yeah, your key card was no longer swipe either. You got to go. I mean, because it, it's a mess over there. You got, like you said, one of the best receivers in the league. You can't get him involved. And now you relegated to go with some quarterback that we've never really heard of because you didn't yeah. give all the money to Jimmy G. Yeah, everybody should have been fired. Yeah, for sure. And again, it's Aiden O'Connell. He's a rookie uh, out of Purdue. Um, so this this will come up. We're you know right now the Raiders, you know they're they're not looking to go anywhere. And and what's scary about the situation is that they they're holding Devontae Adams hostage at this point because the trade deadline was yesterday at 4 p.m. and they had every opportunity to move. I know a lot of teams were calling about Devontae Adams. I just don't understand why they're keeping this man hostage right now. Um, you know, I, I don't know what they what they have planned um, right now. These guys, as far as Antonio Pierce, want to talk about him in a moment, um, and, and David Ziegler, the uh, interim GM, what their plans are for this particular team for the remainder of the season. I just don't know why they just didn't just gut this team and you bench you bench Jimmy G. They should have let Devontae Adams go. Um, you know, elsewhere, um, get the best deal for him. You could have raised the price, and you could have got pretty much anything for Devontae Adams, you know, with all of these, you know, teams that were asking for him. I know my 49ers were, were interested in, in bringing him aboard as well, but they they shut that down immediately um, for whatever reason. But I mentioned Antonio Pierce. He, he's the interim head coach. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who he is, if you're not familiar with his work, he is a former uh, linebacker in the NFL from the former Washington Redskins and also the New York Giants. Played ball, played um, uh, college ball at Arizona, won a, world, uh, won a, a Super Bowl with the, uh, uh, with the New York Giants. And E, you know, I don't know if you got a chance to see his, his press conference. Man, he's one of those fiery guys, man. He's the linebacker coach uh, for the Raiders. And generally those linebacker coaches, E, make the best defensive coordinators and they make the best, you know, head coaches as well. It's just something about – because they're in, involved, you know, with the linebackers. They're involved in everything. You know, they, they're, they're the leaders of that defense and ultimately the leaders of the team as well. But uh, what say you about Antonio Pierce? Um, do you see – well, I guess we have to see – wait for it to play out, obviously, how, how this goes. Uh, but uh, what type of job do you see him uh, doing for the remainder of, I think it's, what, eight, nine games, depending on their record? Uh, but what say you about Antonio Pierce? Well, I, I mean, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt, but to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I didn't know he was a coach. Now, I do remember him as a player. I remember yeah. him as a linebacker, especially with the Giants. And um, I've heard him on various radio shows over the years. I know he dabbled in and out of that. But I didn't realize he was uh, on a coaching staff. But, again, I wish your brother the best, and I think yeah. he can get it done. I mean, because if he's going to bring in your Miami Heat word, culture, because the Raiders, <laughs> liked, the Raiders liked it, you know, maybe they can get something going. And uh, But, yeah, I, I think the thing would have been to do, like you said, tear that thing down and rebuild it from the ground up. But now mm-hmm. he's going to be judged heavily to get that interim tag removed because, you yeah. know, they quit to go on a, they quit to go on a, um, a search. But what I yeah. do like is that they not only fired the head coach, they fired the GM as well. Because yeah. when, they bring a, when you bring in the GM, he's going to want to bring his guy in. So yeah. hopefully they'll have Antonio as part of the hiring process of the GM that they bring in. So during the offseason, because like you said, this season is over, everybody can be on the same page. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, and, and you know what, I don't know if he'll get a fair opportunity, you know, at the end of the season, depending on how the Raiders do. I mean, you know, that's always judge. You always know that. But it, right now he's in a situation where, you know, it's – it's rough uh, for sure, but he still has two quality, you know, two a, a decent offense. It's all going to be predicated on the play of Aiden O'Connell because you still have, in my opinion, the best receiver in the game, Devontae Adams, one of the best running backs in the game in Josh Jacobs. You have complimentary receivers in, uh, in Jacoby Myers um, at, as well. The defense is pretty solid too, man. I mean, you have Crosby over there, man. So it's not something that, like, the cupboard is bare. They left, um, you know, Coach Pierce with nothing, you know, they, they, they're giving them an opportunity to win. Now, now had maybe had they gotten rid of or traded away Adams and some other pieces, then maybe you would say, well, there's no chance for him. But he has a chance, and let's see how that works. Now, if it doesn't work, Coach Pierce, man, um, and, and, and Steve Wilkes messes it up over there in uh, Santa Clara, we're about to get into that after the break. Hey, man, uh, you know, give, get your agent a call and uh, give John Lynch a call. Man, we would love to have you as the, D, as the D.C., that's a topic for a later time, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, let's grab our first break, E. When we get back, I'm got my shield on. I got my bulletproof vest on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to take some bullets, man. I'm about to take some heat on my 49ers, man. So if you're listening and you you, you want to give it to me, man, give it to me. They're on a three-game losing streak. I'm ready for it. I'm, I, I got all the rebuttals right here ready. So whatever you got to say, hopefully I can give you some good rebuttals. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to dive into that plus so much more. Um, the Raiders, I mean, the, the Falcons made a change at quarterback. Titans made a change at quarterback. There's some workplace, toxic workplace stuff going on in Arizona. I want to talk about that um, as well. Got so much more on the plate for you, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, master killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Yeah. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us uh, before, before the break, uh, we were uh, honor, honoring Bob Knight. If you, you haven't heard yet, um, the great Bobby Knight has uh, passed at the age of 83. I'll talk about that. Rest in peace, uh, Coach Knight. I uh, gave a little recap and preview in, uh, of the World Series uh, as well. I uh, also talked the, other, the, uh, the Raiders situation, the firing of Josh McDaniels, David Zingler, and also the benching of uh, Jimmy G. All right, want to talk, want to want to bring in um, a um, a caller here, one of our uh, one of our uh, good listeners, great listeners, a CEO of Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what she has to say. You hear her giggling, ladies and gentlemen. So that's just Princess Cooper. You can catch her tomorrow night uh, as she knows sports right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Brittany Jones at 7 p.m. Um, right before the break, she asked her to, to come on. She wants to talk. So um, I'm going to say thank you so much, Princess, right now with a smile on my face. Appreciate you coming yeah, coming on. Yeah, I'm trying to prolong the intro, the intro as long as I can, ladies and gentlemen, because I know where she's going with this. But thank you, my lady. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Princess. And, Kevin, I try not to talk trash with you because you, you're my guy. But don't look now. The Cowboys have a better record than the 49 all right. As a matter of right. fact, since that beatdown you all gave us, you all haven't been the same. No, seriously. Uh-huh. I'm surprised that they lost at home. And mm-hmm. I'm surprised that maybe, or maybe I'm, I thought they forced or maybe encouraged Brock Purdy to go ahead and get ready and get out of concussion protocol. And I know that they, he had to go through steps. But um, I really – I watched the entire game, and I kept uh-huh. saying, okay, now, <laughs> if I'm watching it and carrying on like this, I wonder what Kevin Walker is doing. I thought about you the entire game. and okay. But I, hopefully they, they get this out of their systems now, system now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to have a slump or have a moment like this, have it in the middle of the season and come back, they, their, their division is still winnable by them. But that's all, Kevin. I just wanted to get a little bit in there because I won't probably get another chance to do Cowboys versus 49ers <laughs> anymore this year. So I had to get it in. Okay. Oh, man. Right. I thought you had. Hey, Eric. That's all right, Francis. I, I actually have a question for you, Francis. Okay. The, the San Francisco 49ers, because I'm, I'm like you. I, I don't like to come down too hard on K-Walk because he's my guy too. But I got to ask, San Francisco 49ers, are they insurance fraud? What? Hey, no, <laughs> come on, hey. Hey, you asking I'm that asking question Prince. after I'm, label? I'm, oh, oh, asking I'm, the I'm, I'm, I'm asking Princess. I'm asking oh, okay. Princess. Does she say that they're insurance fraud? No, I don't, Eric. As a matter of fact, I've said several times that I'm, I'm a closet fan of the 49ers organization, and I like their moves. They just need to get every, everybody healthy. And this is the worst game I've seen Brock Purdy play. So – no, I don't, I don't think they're insurance fraud. I'd love to be able to say, yeah, and, and, and talk some junk, but no, I don't think so. Okay. That, wow, insurance. Yeah, insurance fraud, I, I, I think that's going on. No, no, I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't accusing them of being insurance fraud. <laughs> I just think the question had to be asked, well, I mean, it had to be. The three in a row <laughs> is rough. I mean, so, but she answered, she said no. They're not insurance fraud, so, you know, no accusations were made, but 
<laughs> yeah, and but five in a row is golden too, man. Five in a row is golden, and I, and I think that when you when you look at it this way, man, and I don't make it excuses for by any stretch, but what I and and a lot of forty, well, I'm not gonna speak for a lot of forty nine fans because I don't like a lot of forty nine fans, but from from my perspective is that I didn't realize in the beginning of the season when the forty nine ers were five and zero, we were asking the question: Was it Brock Purdy? Or was it Christian McCafferty that, you know, who do, who's more valuable to, you know, to that offense, to the team? That's, that's the question that we pose. Now, after all this, after the three-game uh, winning streak or losing streak, I'm looking at it as Debo Samuels is actually the most valuable player to this offense. I didn't realize it until, until, uh, until the third week, until the third loss. I didn't realize how much Debo meant to this offense because you don't see that same offense that you see when Debo's in there. You don't see the screen plays. You don't see the misdirection plays. You don't see, you know, those those uh, those short passes that that Debo turns into, uh, you know, uh, that he turns into big plays. Debo is the missing piece, man. He really is. I thought the 49ers were going to go out and get a uh, a, um, a a receiver, um, but Debo's coming back. They're on the bye week, so Debo's coming back. So with that being said, that's I guess that's a, a mid-season trade if you want to look at it in, in that sense. But, yeah, Debo is the most valuable player on this team right now. Now, going back to Brock Purdy, yeah, Brock Purdy is, is not the Brock Purdy we're used to seeing. So if you're going to compare it to what we've seen last year and what we've seen in the first five games of the season – then no, he's not. You know, he, he's not the same, the same quarterback. You look at his stats; it matches up with a lot of. He's the top ten in, in a lot of category. He's thrown less, even though he's thrown five interceptions in the last three weeks. He's still thrown less interceptions than Patrick Mahomes. Still thrown less interceptions than Josh McDaniels, Jalen Hurts, uh, Tua Tagovailoa. The, the numbers are there, you know. And he but, said you Josh know, McDaniels. Of I mean, course I mean, he's done more than Josh McDaniels. I mean, Josh, Josh <laughs> Allen. Did I say Josh McDaniels? Josh <laughs> Allen, I'm sorry. You sure did. So I guess that's still better in my head. Better in my head. So, yeah, Josh Allen. I'm sorry. Josh Allen, he's still, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's still he's thrown less uh, interceptions than them. And he's in the top nine in, in, in total yards thrown. Um, if you look at QBR, he's second behind uh, Tua Tagovailoa. So, yeah, you, you're going to look at it because you're going to, you're, you're going to scrutinize him because of the fact that the matter is he is the quarterback of the 49ers and much success as he's had, you're going to look at him and when he's, when he's not playing as well as he has, you're going to look at it and say, oh, it's, jo- it's, it's, uh, it's Brock Purdy. Um, he hasn't been the same. You know, the league has caught up with him. The league hasn't caught up with him. What happens is, is that, you know, he's he made some, some, some throws, some, some of the throws that he's made, he's expecting receivers to be in certain situations because it's timing. Not only that, I'm not going to put it all on the talk on Brock Purdy, but I got to turn it over to my man Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes has a lot to blame on this as well, because of the fact of the matter, he's wasting this talent that he has on the defensive side of the ball. He's not calling those those defensive schemes that we're used to seeing with D'Amico Ryan's and Robert Sala. There are no twists there. There are no stunts there. So he's just allowing these guys to go one on one every single on every single level. The the DNs, the, the tackles, the linebackers, the safeties, the corners, and he's not moving these guys around enough, man. He's just playing one on one, and it's, and it's just it's just vanilla defense, and guys are just taking advantage of that uh, for sure. So with all that being said, I know we made the the uh, the trade for Chase Young. Chase Young right now um, is right now he's looking good. I hope he can stay healthy. Um, you know they gave up a third round pick for him, which they could easily get back if he just, if he decides not to resign with them. So it's it's kind of like you're getting him for free. You're really just 
they just handed them over to the 49ers, basically. So we'll see how that much that, that difference that makes. And Steve Wilkes, if he can, you know, change things up there. But when Debo comes back, when Debo comes back, and not to mention we miss Trent, uh, Trent Williams as well, who's the best best left tackle in the game, in my opinion. I mean, when you, when you look at that, and, again, I'm not trying to make any excuses, ladies and gentlemen, by any stretch of the imagination, but when you miss not two of the best, your best on your team, but two of the best in the league, then your team is going to fall off just a little bit. But, you know, 49ers still have been in the situation to win those games, but they just couldn't get it done. So for, for I thought I was going to get hit a little harder than this. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can get some callers that come in and then can hit me harder, man. But, no, no insurance fraud. They, as a, a bye week is, is perfectly time. I'm glad they're, they're getting the bye week when they did. And uh, just get back to the drawing board, um, get back uh, to what they do best, and um, and hopefully they can uh, you know they can bounce back against the Jags and get back on that winning streak. Go ahead, now, you want to say what, Yeah, here's what I will say about Purdy. I won't use the term that the league has caught up with him because, like you said, that's ridiculous. But here's what I do think is happening. I think there's now film on Brock Purdy, and DCs are looking to take away what he does well. And it mm-hmm. seems like your game on Sunday, they kind of figured it out. Now, that, that's not the league catching up with them. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's like, you know, all players, even the great ones, Tom Brady, you know, whoever, mm-hmm. all, they tend to have tails. And there's yeah. some things that they do better than others. And now that there's film out there, and, you know, because, like, these are like, why, why is this guy, you know, destroying all defenses and whatnot? And I think somebody took a closer look at him, and they're trying to take away, you know, what he does best. And in the past three games, you know, they've had success with him. Again, that doesn't mean they've caught up with him. I'm just saying that they're coaching different against him now. I do think that has happened. Yeah, for sure. And I think when you look at it, a lot of the a lot of the throws that he makes are middle of the field throws. Um, that's Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's it's slants, it's dig routes, it's post routes down and down the middle of the field. And what the what the uh, the defense has shown to do is they've been dropping that linebacker deeper, um, you know, to take away the uh, you know take away that middle of the field as much as they possibly can. Now Kyle Kyle Shanahan's made adjustments there, but I think. They're missing Debo. They just don't have that one guy. They have Ayuk and they have um, they have Kittle there um, as well. Those are guys that they can get open on their own. But when you don't have that third receiver, you know that you know they have you know uh, Jawan Jennings. They have uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Um, those are only two guys that they've played. But those are guys who are situational guys. They're complementary guys. They're third down guys. They're they're um, you know they're uh, possession receivers at best. At least Jawan Jennings are, is. But Ray Ray McLeod is known to bust a play. He's a return guy, so you know. But he's not a route runner. He's more of a return guy who plays uh, receiver. Now you throw Christian McCaffrey in the mix. I mean, you, he can run routes and get open as well. But I think that they really miss Debo, man. They really miss you know opening up the other side of the field. And 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 I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to admit it, ladies and gentlemen, that one guy can you know make a difference in this offense. And and you know because I just thought that we just they just had so many weapons that one guy wouldn't make a difference. But Debo makes a huge difference um, in this game uh, for, uh, for sure, with, with, without um, without question. And again, they're going into the bye week. You know, Debo should be back. 
Trent Williams should be back. Um, they got a they got a good one. I mean, it's not it's 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 not a uh, cakewalk. No, no, obviously, no, there aren't going to be any more cakewalks going forward for the 49ers. They got the Jags. Uh, both have bye weeks. They got the Jags, so they're going into Jacksonville. I was hoping to get down to that game, but unfortunately, I can't. Um, nonetheless, um, it's going to be a good one. I mean, you got uh, Trevor Lawrence playing good. You got Travis Ntien. You got uh, Evan Ingram. So that's that's another tough one there, especially on the road. Another East Coast game for the 49ers. So they've been dealing with a lot of that as well. No excuses, ladies and gentlemen. Not making any by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, let's bring in our good buddy here, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Special K. Mr. Special K always joins us. Uh, let's open up his mic here. Uh, Special K, how you doing this evening, my brother? Thank you so much for joining us. <clears throat> Yep, yep, yep. How's everybody? How's everybody doing? <laughs> well, okay, uh, look, hey, it's been a, it's just, been a minute. It's been a minute. I've been waiting on this yeah. moment. Okay, I just yeah. text you. I didn't even know you were on the line because K Walk said we were being too soft on him. Yeah, about, come on, bring it. Yo, bring I, 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 I knew you were gonna be soft, okay? So my first question at the gate: Is San Francisco insurance fraud, or they the real deal? Absolutely, insurance fraud. You know, absolutely. If I remember correctly, the last time I was on this here show, um, I called the upset in Cleveland. You know, close game. Uh, you know, yeah. With the backup quarterback, you know, called that upset. They turn right back around the next week <laughs> and get beat again. Lord have mercy. All right, let's let, let's stop right there. Let's start, let's start with the let's start with the let's start no no let's start with that Cleveland game. I want to start with the Cleveland game though. Yeah, yeah they right won. Yeah, that that you know you called it upset. That was you know it was obviously they lost, but nonetheless it took Debo and Christian McCaffrey to go out that game for them to win, and they still should have won the game. Well, I don't say they should have won the game. The um they would have won the game. You know why the boys not? You know you won the game you know, if, they, if we would if we'd have hit the field goal at the end. But go ahead. You know the real reason why the boys got hurt? They were getting hit. Go back and watch the tape. You could yeah, I watched the tape. I don't need to watch Yeah. <laughs> yeah, them, they were hitting out there. And, and the biggest surprise of that game to me, and not too many people talked about it, you know, which is surprising. But, uh, uh, and I give it, I give it to a boy, uh, he gave him his props, you know what I mean? But Miles held the big boy on, on the end there. Uh, uh, your, your, your great tackle there, big uh, uh, why I can't call his name right Trent now. Williams. Trent Williams. Trent Williams, yeah. Miles handled him. You know, don't too many people talk about it, but he 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 gave him the business <laughs> from the from the gate. Um, I was a little surprised by that, but yeah, that that looked like an uneven matchup. Um, but yeah, you know, I called it then. Brock Purdy was a fraud. Uh, <laughs> You know, hey, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't want to go too hard. You know, no, uh, no, they, please they, don't, brother. Don't hold they, me. Don't they, hold they, me they buy, you about to take four in a row. Oh, damn! Want my words on it? Yeah, y'all, y'all about to take four in a row. That, no, okay, that's okay. There's no way they lose four in a row. If they lose four in a row, I'm gonna call them insurance fraud. And and, Who's and the hottest team in the league right now? The Dolphins. But they, that's Are they really? fraud. Who has the longest no, win streak? That, I mean, that's the sure fraud in Miami for sure, because they can only beat bad teams like they Debo 
And then when they play anybody worth it, they, they get the brakes beat off them. But I digress. Doesn't, doesn't uh, Jacksonville currently has the longest win streak in the league? What that mean? I can't, I, I can't believe in Jacksonville, okay? Yeah, the 49ers had the longest winning streak in the league up until the Cleveland game, but that I don't mean they can't lose, brother. I just can't. Absolutely. I can't say that. I see it. I see okay. it. And, and just, like, just like the Cleveland game, I'm going to call it close. I ain't going to say it's going to be no blowout, nothing like that. I'm going to go something like 21-14. Um, but, yeah, I got Jacks in that game as well. You know, downfall. If they lose to Jacksonville, I will say insurance fraud. I will, mm. but I don't think they lose four in a row. I, I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, if they lose it, if they lose it, if they lose it four in a row, man, then uh, I gotta really uh, look hard and see who it is. Somebody's getting fired. Somebody's getting fired what, for sure. What, Somebody's getting fired. You got you got to re- reevaluate some things if they lose four in a row. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I gotta, no, I gotta look at how they lost. I got if they lose, I gotta look how they lost. I, I, all that, man. I got I, I gotta look at all that. I but, mean, why is uh, they not they? using um uh what's the cat name that retired kid? Nah, um, nah, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not Debo, man. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod. He's not Debo. No, he's, he's not Debo. But you, you can him. run some of those plays with him. You can't, though. That's the thing about you don't, it. You, you don't can't. think so? No. No. He's tried. He's tried. I've seen it. I get where he tried to do it, but he just, he's not there. That's why I thought – that's why. I, that's when I realized that um, Debo was missed more than – than I, I'm not speaking for any other fan, but uh, more than I realized that Debo was the most – probably most valuable player on the, that offense. Uh, for sure, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I'm you know, Swiss, Swiss, Swiss Army knife, as they say about uh, um, Buddy Down in the Water. Yeah, you know, you know that, that's that's Debo. You can you can line him up anywhere. You know what I mean? He's big enough and he's fast enough. You can put him anywhere, and he got yeah. good hands. Um, yeah, so you, he he is the difference. He changes the defense. Yeah, because you can't put Ray Ray in the cloud in the in the backfield and and expect him to run through run between tackles. Debo will run. But through you don't tackles. think you can run you know. some of them screens with him though? Yeah, the, but the thing about it is, what makes those screens work is because of the fact that Debo can run through the run in the middle of the field as well, run through the tackles, run through the you know the between tackles, you know, and effectively. Uh, he can run those screens. You can run those screens to 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 anyone, to 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 McCafferty, um, you know, even to 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 Kittle, um, and even to Ayuk. And but it's just something different when on the field because you have to respect so much more when Debo's in there because you don't know if Debo's going to get is he is he running between tackles? Is he going? Is he going on a sweep? Is he going on a jet sweep? Is he is he running the screen? And again. I didn't realize how much he meant. I just really didn't think one player with this offense was going to matter so much to the, to that offense. But but it is. And then you know what? At the same time, it, it puts so much more focus on the defense because when the defense gives up you know twenty points, I think that's that's the number you like to use is twenty points. When you give up twenty points with you know you only give up twenty points with the Forty ers you expect them to win every single game, you know, um, for sure. But they don't have that offense there, and the defense is being scrutinized because of the offense is not putting up that 20 points. But go ahead, continue. No, okay. the, the defense, defense balling, man. It, just yep. that offense ain't clicking no more. Um, you know, I mean, they, they get some big plays here and there, but they ain't scoring. Um, so, 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 you know, so, so, let me ask you this. Has the league figured out Brock Purdy? I think so. 
Look at his numbers. I, I, I How can you guys say I, that when the numbers are the numbers? His numbers are top yeah, 10 Jay, numbers Jay, all across the board. James had good numbers, too. I'm not talking about Jameis, man. I'm not talking about Jameis. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about Brock Purdy. I'm talking about Brock Purdy. I'm yeah. talking about Brock Purdy right now, man. If you look at the, if you look at his numbers, he's top ten in every single category. In every single category right now. That's even with the last three but, games that he's played. But so like okay, I said before though, I would think that's say? more of the weapons around him than him. So okay, so with that being said, what quarterback doesn't succeed without weapons? Or succeeds without weapons? Jimmy Garoppolo. He succeeds without weapons? No, you said you said succeeds without well, well I mean hell, it wasn't considered that uh we had weapons in Tampa. Jameis was putting up yards. You know, I'm not gonna use no no other team. This is my team. Jameis right. still put up yards. We wasn't winning because the defense was trash. Our secondary's been trash for about ten years. You know what I mean? So it, that's why we wasn't winning. But we were still getting to a good seven and nine. Eight and eight, you know, something like that. We, you still had to come and play us, and you had to put points up, you know. So Jameis put up numbers. We just wasn't winning, you know what I mean? It, it, that's not the case with y'all. Y'all, y'all defense is y'all catalyst. Yeah, but our, our, but yeah, but when you take Debo out of the equation, you take one of the best play, not just the best players on the team, but one of the best players in the league. You take them out of the equation, then your your your, your offense is going to take a step back. You no, know, regardless of how Brock Purdy plays, or how regardless of uh, Christian McCaffrey plays, uh, or Ayuk or George Kittle, you know that you you need that one more. You need that other receiver. You can't go with just one top receiver on one side of the field. As good as Brian Ayuk has been playing, you still need a complementary receiver on the other side, and you're just not getting that with a, uh, a Jawan Jennings or uh, or a Ray Ray McLeod. You're not. No one's going to respect those guys uh, on the other side. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. But right now, I'm just saying, I don't think the league caught up with them. I just think that they made an adjustment. And then now what the 49ers have to do is they have to make an adjustment against that adjustment. I mean, it's like, again, it's always a game within a game. And when you see Debo back and you see Trent Williams back, I think you're going to see the 49ers get back to who they are. And as bad as, you know, and they lost the game against Cleveland, they had an opportunity to win. They missed that kick at the end, um, about six, seven inches. I don't know exactly what, this, what the uh, distance was. Um, you know, uh, Moody hits that kick. Um, it's a different story. Uh, Brock Purdy makes that throw. Um, and the guy doesn't slip or gets hit off. The, uh, uh, you know, doesn't get bumped off his now. route. Pick- Come on, now. yeah, hey, Come hey on man, now. hey, look, look, do, at it, look, at it, look at it, look at it, look at it. Because I mean, we can, we can flip, we can flip the strip and do if it's a we flip Cleveland in that game as well. Come on How now. So? How so? How so? Yeah, there's some missed opportunities for Cleveland okay, too. But I'm mean, talking about at the end of the game. But at the end, of, I'm talking about. I'm, I'm referring to the end of the game. The end of the game, not before. And I'm talking about the end of the last play of each game, with the exception of the Bengals. In that Cleveland game, the 49ers had the opportunity to win that game. They missed it. They missed the field goal. Am I right or wrong on that? You right. But how did they get There was no more. Yeah, there was no more. Yeah, there was no more football being. There was no more football played after that play. Okay, so that that, that was an opportunity. You know, it's for fifth. You know what I mean? Top teams no, no, do what I, they're supposed to do in those yeah, moments. Yeah, but 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 I'm saying my, my my point is that they had the opportunity to win the game as bad as as bad as they 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 played or Brock Purdy it, it played. And to keep in mind, that's when Debo went out in that first half of that game, 
and uh, and 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 Christian McCaffrey went out in the first half of that game as well. They didn't they didn't come. I think Christian McCaffrey came back for like a play or two in the second half, but they played without those guys. But they still had an opportunity to win those games, even okay, in the middle. Like, like, like you just said, so they they played pretty much the first half, right? Yeah, both of them, right? What right. was the score? I don't recall the score. I think they were I think they were down or they were up by three. I forget what the score was. Or it was tied, I might have. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I know it was something yeah. like 13-10 or something like that. It, yeah. it was low. So my point yeah. is, he was playing like garbage with them. Very well. And then, you know what? And defense, and Cleveland has a great defense, man. De- Cleveland have a great defense. You mentioned yourself. It was a matchup problem for the 49ers, for, for sure. It was a matchup problem for them, for sure. There's no question about it. Miles Garrett was a matchup problem for Trent Williams. Um, you know, those guys play, you know, great. But, again, at the same time, the 49ers had the opportunity to win that game at the end. It's just a missed kick. And, and that's it. And that's right now, that's their sixth win. And then you look at the, uh, you, know, the, you know, the following game against Minnesota. You know, the 49ers didn't get to the quarterback. They didn't sack, they didn't sack Kirk Cousins uh, once. They didn't sack Kirk Cousins once. Still had an opportunity to win the game. But, again, we can go on and on about the 49ers. And, again, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I think they get they bounce back. They get to buy exactly when they need to get to buy. Um, you know, you bring in a, a Chase Young. You get Debo back. You get Trent Williams back. And, and now, you you know, you, you get that, 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 that 49ers swag back, if you will. It's a tough opponent, ladies and gentlemen, against the Jags. I'm, I'm not downplaying it at all. Still think that the 49ers are still one of the best teams in the league when they're fully healthy and they're playing, you know, playing best, uh, playing uh, up to their potential. I just, I just think that the only team that really can beat the 49ers are the 49ers. That's just my opinion. I could sound like a fan, but if you look at it across the board, you put Debo in the situation and, and Trey Williams in the situation, I think you see a, a different record for the 49ers. But I digress. I guess unless you guys want to continue to, to – to, you want to add on to it, that's up to you guys. No, all I got no, is no, – no, no, no. I'm good. What's that, what's that, Kate? What'd you say? All I got is four in a row. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Cool. 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 All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, no, it doesn't sound good, but I, well, I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> I respect it. Um, nonetheless, all right. Let's change. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit here, man. I want to still t- t- uh, talk about the, um, uh, the the NFL here, man. And there was some moves being made here. E. Um, we had Will Levis. Um, this some quarterback moves. Will Levis. Um, was made to go, named as uh, starting quarterback for the Titans, and Taylor Heineke has been named the starting quarterback for your your uh, your favorite one of your your second favorite team, the Falcons, um, for sure. But give me your thoughts and opinions on, on this, and 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 how do you see this one uh, see this one please this playing out? Can these guys um, get it done for them? The Falcons right now are in a in a in a dogfight right now for the division with your Saints. So let's start with the Heineke. Uh, um, with the Heineke promotion, if you will. <clears throat> well, I mean, if you watch Ritter, Heineke can't be any worse. I, I, I'm not saying he's going to come out there and be better, but he damn sure can't be worse because mm-hmm. I don't see how Ritter is a strong quarterback in, in the NFL. I mean, he looks worse than Jimmy G. He looks <laughs> like he's scared. He don't like he know what he's doing. I, I, I don't know. There should be some jobs available in Atlanta as well. Some people should get fired. So I think <laughs> bringing Heineke in, what do they call him, the green lizard or something, something like that? Bringing, oh, Heineke, that. In, bringing Heineke in has is, is, is got to be for the betterment of them. Now, 
In our division, Tampa holds the tiebreaker over us because they beat us. We beat Carolina. We got them again. We got Tampa again, but we still got Atlanta twice. So, and I like our chances against Atlanta in, in both games because we play them well, just like Tampa plays us well. So, I, I don't know, but Heineke to me is definitely an upgrade. Okay. Okay, okay what say you about Heineke and uh, that uh... – and that decision there. Um, I actually like Heineken, man. Um, I think they were giving Ritter a shot because he was their pick. Um, but I actually like Heineken. I was surprised Washington let him go. Um, but you know, he he's the he's the he's a you know, he's a good story, man. You know, he's he's kinda like Kurt Warner, you know, was on the couch when he first got the call. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, I, I think he, he did all right in, in Washington. I remember the playoff game against them. Um, they almost upset us. Um, that was with Taylor Heineke um, when he was in Washington. So um, I, I like the move for them. Um, Atlanta does have weapons. Um, they got a nice wide receiver. They got Cordell, who who, who need to be used a whole lot more because he's more of a switch on the night as well. Um, they got two good running backs, the rookies, and um, I can't remember the other guy's name, man, but I know that they're both they're both good running backs. Um, they got a good one, two punch, and they use them that way. Um, it's just that uh, Riddle wasn't getting the ball out, so you know, you know what team's gonna do is put eighty bucks. So um, yeah, I think the move is good for them, and I think they pass the game and open up a little more. Yeah, because because Tyler Heineke, he does he does make some plays, man. He's not afraid to to get the ball downfield. He's not afraid to make mistakes, man. He, he really doesn't. And I think with Atlanta, they they have some weapons there. I mean, I don't know, you know, if Tyler Heineke can get Kyle Pitts, you know, more um, involved in the offense. But Kyle Pitts is a major asset, and they just can't for whatever reason they just don't utilize him uh, enough. I, you know, I, I know they have. Um, you know, uh, Bijan Robinson over there. They have Drake London. Um, and, you know, there's the, and the list just goes on and on there, man. I just don't understand, like, you know, wh- why Ritter was afraid to just pull the trigger, man. You have the weapons there. Just believe in those guys, man, because it would have opened up so much more for Bijan Robinson, and you see his potential uh, there uh, for sure. So um, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they look going forward. I think you're going to see a, a, a more um, – energized offense, and I, I think you're going to see Tyler Heineke spreading the ball around. We, you know, we've seen that kind of in Washington a little bit, but it may be one of those things where, you know, we were talking earlier about Brock Purdy, it may be one of those things where Heineke, you know, no one really knows about him, but the more you see film on him, you, 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 you get an idea of what his tendencies are. Maybe that would be the case, or maybe just, they just need to change the pace. But I, I like the move. Uh, I like the move there for sure. All right, E. Let's let's talk about um, let's let's go to Minnesota here, E. And Kirk Cousins went down with the with the Achilles injury. They trade for Joshua Dobbs from Arizona. Okay, uh, right now Minnesota's uh, trying to make a run. They they won what three in a row, I think it is, uh, right now, and um, they look like they can they can they can win the uh, the North. I know that right now that the Lions look like the front runners. But if they get Joshua Dobbs in there and they can get some, you know, to get these guys going, man, do you think that uh, Joshua Dobbs is going to make a, a, a difference? I know he's no Kirk Cousins, believe you me. But um, can he, I know they're going to start the rookie uh, this year, I mean this week, um, Allen, um, the rookie, the young rookie. I think he's out of BYU. They're going to start him. 
And then, but um, Joshua Dobbs, does that does that make a difference there, or how do you see? Also, I want to ask you about Kirk Cousins as well. But after you you uh, you give me their answers to that, I want to ask you about Kirk Cousins and the franchise tag. But what say you about that? <clears throat> well, I, I mean, I think Dobbs, like you said, he's no Cousins, but I think he'll actually do. <laughs> You know, pretty well over there. From what I hear, he's like a road scholar. They're like he's really, really, really smart. Yeah. Um, um, so like I don't know why he had to play football. He needs, you know, <laughs> yeah. But that's crazy. But I was shocked when Arizona made that move because, from what I hear, Kyler Murray ain't it over there. But maybe they're tanking for Caleb Williams or, um, or Drake. So I, I, I don't know what's going on, but. I thought Jameis would have went to Minnesota, such a case boy. Yeah. But for some reason, we holding Jameis hostage. I don't, I don't know, you know, what's going on over there. But I do think Dallas will help them. But without Justin Jefferson, I don't see them being successful. Even if they still had Kirk Cousins, I don't see yeah. them going that far without Justin Jefferson because their 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 running game is mediocre, and and they lost one, you know, one of the best receivers in the game. Bringing yeah. the Dobbs, they won a few more games, but that's about it. Now their division, Detroit pretty much got the division locked up. Yeah. Even though they took a thrashing against the Ravens, yeah, they Ravens, bounced yeah. back. They bounced back, they bounced back and beat the Raiders this week. But yeah, I think Detroit got that division locked up, and I don't think you'll see a wild card coming out of there either because Chicago's terrible, Green Bay's terrible. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there, man. I just don't see uh, these guys getting it done because if Kirk Cousins couldn't get it done, um, I, I don't see these guys getting it done. I'm not, I'm not taking saying Kirk Cousins was is one of the elite or a top tier guy, but he was good enough um, to get these guys done. And I think that the loss of Justin Jefferson, you know, hurt this uh, hurt them tremendously. Even though. You know, Addison, uh, the young rookie from USC, did step up in Justin Jefferson's absence. Um, I just don't think it would have been enough uh, for sure. And Laporte, and then, I mean, not Laporte, um, TJ Hawkinson uh, is a weapon that, you know, a lot of people are starting to focus on. A lot of defenses are starting to take him out of the equation because they know that uh, he's pretty much makes that defense, I mean, that offense go. Uh, but, Kay, what, what say you about uh, about Minnesota? <clears throat> Um, I'm I'm kind of up in the air, man. Um, I don't know why they made that move to get Dodge. Um, I I don't know what their plan is, but I would think if they're starting the rookie, um, yeah. they're giving the rookie a shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't know if they just brought Dobbs in just to be another backup, or they brought him in as a starter. I guess that remains to be seen. Um, but mm-hmm. I think they for real, man. Um, I think they, you know, a good playoff contender. Um, oh. they, they they scrappy, you know what I mean? I, I've watched the better part of uh, two games um, over the past two weeks. They, they scrappy, man. I mean, they give up some big plays, but they make big plays as well. So uh, I'm going to say they're for real. They can make some noise in that division. Um, Detroit, you know, Detroit is a powerhouse, um, but Detroit can Detroit can be beat as we've seen. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so um, I think uh, I think Minnesota's for real. Uh, as far as them winning division, it remains to be seen. And the Joshua Dobbs trade, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what that's about, man. So I can't <laughs> call it if it's yeah. good or not. I don't, it, it really don't make sense to me. 
Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm laughing, ladies and gentlemen, because it doesn't make sense to me either. So I, I, that's a head scratcher for sure. Maybe it's something on 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 down the road uh, for sure. So with that being said, E, let's stay on the on Minnesota Kirk Cousins. We know Kirk Cousins is the master of the franchise tag. So we so with that being said, we know that um, if you don't know, this was the last year of Kirk Cousins' uh, deal with Minnesota. So he's he obviously he suffered the uh, the Achilles injury, season sending uh, season send, uh, ending um, Achilles injury. With that being said, he he's up there in age, and you know these Achilles injuries is it's hard to bounce back, even if you're in the prime of your your career, they're hard to come back from. But so with that being said, Kirk Cousins uh, right now, um, do you see him being franchise tagged by the Vikings, or do you see him playing elsewhere next season? I'm definitely playing elsewhere. I mean, because why, I, I don't think the Vikings will waste the tag on him. The Vikings yeah. wanted to move on from Kirk this year, yeah. but Kirk was yeah, waived no. the no trade. If right. Kirk would have waived the no trade, he would have been up and out of there before this Achilles got torn. So there's no way they use the franchise tag on him. Now that 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 ship has sailed. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Okay, what say you? I think I know your answer here, but but what what say you? And uh, where, where do you see him possibly landing at next season, if not with Minnesota? Um, yeah, he's out of there for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, especially at his age and, and it being Achilles, um, yeah. he's out of there. So where he's gonna land? I mean, with the current landscape of the NFL, um, I could say Tampa might be a spot. Uh, okay. Um, maybe Arizona, you know what I mean? Uh, Tennessee, depending on how we'll we'll work out. Um, You know, places like that, you know what I mean? I don't see none of the big dogs going to get the the, the the surprise would be something like New England. You know, they could use Kurt, you know what I mean? Kurt not to get the ball down the field. I don't know how bad people say Kurt is. He do get the ball down the field, so um, New England would be great, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But Minnesota, done deal. Yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting to see. Definitely, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think he's done in Minnesota. Like you mentioned, he, they wanted to, uh, they wanted to uh, to let him go. Get they wanted to move on from him, but he, he refused to. Uh, uh, to waive that no trade clause, um, which is smart on his part, I guess. If you you know, if you want to look at, it, I guess he you know he wanted to stay in Minnesota, and then maybe he had plans on you know going elsewhere at the end of the season. Maybe he just wanted to finish his career because you know I finished his career in Minnesota and then prepare to move on. I I don't, I don't know. I'm just speculating here, ladies and gentlemen. I have no rhyme or reason on those resources um, at all uh, for that. All right, uh, what we're going to do here is let's grab our our, our next break here. Uh, what I want to do when we come back, I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, actually, you know what I want to do? I want to talk um, – what time have we got here? Okay. I want to talk a little basketball about the James Harden trade, get these guys' thoughts and opinions. And also after that, we got a special case. I like to call it the special KO segment, if you will. <laughs> special K is going to talk about, uh, you know, talk about the fight. Um, uh, that's what that happened. So, uh, you know, if, you, if, you do, if you're a long-time listener, you know Special K is our boxing guy. So he's going to give us some insight on that, well, you know, what took place and what you should look for uh, forward to as well. All right, again, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore. 
David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Do you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs, termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wilsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student-athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, if, you, if you're just joining us, uh, we were talking uh, 49ers. We were talking uh, a little bit of uh, Falcons. We were talking Titans as well, Minnesota, Kurt Cousins. Uh, got our good buddy uh, Special K on. We're going to dive into some, uh, some boxing in a moment. Again, ladies and gentlemen, listen, if you're listening and we're not talking about something you want, uh, if you have a questions about whatever sport it is, whatever you like, just give us a call. Again, ladies and gentlemen, just call in and um, pose a question, and uh, we'll provide our thoughts and opinion on, opinions on it. Uh, just give us a call, 347-637-3286. Again, that's 347-637-3286. And, uh, again, just uh, ch- chime in, leave comments if you want, um, and give you, we'll give you our thoughts and opinions on whatever uh, you want to discuss uh, for sure. All right, E, I want to talk um, a little bit about basketball here, man, and I want to talk about the whole situation, uh, you know, with uh, James Harden and the and the, uh, the trade that took place between the Sixers and the Clippers. Um, the Clippers, uh, the, the Sixers send uh, James Harden and P.J. Tucker uh, to the Clippers for a boatload of uh, players, a couple players, and, and picks as well. Um, the Clippers right now, they seem to, to right now, they, they look like the team to, to I, I know that it's just the name and you can't go by the name. E, they already have 
Kawhi Leonard, they have Paul George, they have Russell Westbrook. Now they add a, a, a James Harden and the PJ Tucker as well. And PJ Tucker, I know he's old, old in age, but he's that that one dirty guy that you know you want. You know he plays. He's a three D guy, if you will. He can hit the three and he can play defense for you as well. But with the addition of these guys uh, to the names that I mentioned, E. You know, first, who who won the trade, and two, what what um how different does this make the Clippers? Are they now one of the favorites in the West? <laughs> I say that with hesitation. <laughs> well, I I don't think anybody won the trade. I think they both lost, and I think it's time for Adam Silver to step in and put a stop to this James Harden nonsense because he's setting a bad precedent. He's showing if you throw a tantrum tantrum, you can get your way. Because yeah. the only reason Dame is not in Miami, Dame didn't throw a tantrum. Dame tried to do this the right way. And mm-hmm. Portland has come out and said they didn't trade Dame to Miami out of spite. And, and, and you know, it's, but James Harden gets his way. He, he, he got his way out of gotcha. OKC, KD and Russ. He made his way to Houston. He got mm-hmm. some stuff in Houston. He, what was the next stop? Was it Brooklyn? The next stop, he was there only a few games. He was thinking mm-hmm. this Kyrie mess. He got his way to Philly. Then he fell out with his boy Daryl Morey. Now he's in in um, the Clippers. I'm starting to think, what's the common denominator here? James gotcha. Harden. Yes, he has some scoring titles. Yes, he has an MVP. He doesn't have any championships. So who's the issue here? I think it's James. And I don't think he can continue to get his way. Now, we both know he's a real ball-dominant player. Now, he's in L.A. with PG-13 and Kawhi. Whose team is it? I mean, Kawhi always hurt. PG always hurt. And at the end of the day, there's only one basketball. There's not enough ball to go around. I think they got worse. And I read an article, or I won't say they got worse, but they didn't get better. I'll say that. And Philly says, hey, we got better because this is a addition about some trash. <laughs> Hello. Good there. You good there? Oh, I thought I dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, no, no, no. You got No, okay. okay. They got better with the addition mm-hmm. about subtraction, so they happy with the move. Yeah. Uh, okay, what, what say you about the about this whole situation here, man? <laughs> um, I actually like it for Philly. Um, they get a familiar PJ Tucker. Um, I forget who else is in the trade, but I mean, I think this open thing is up for uh, Joel. Joel should be MVP half down this year, you know, because now he's clear number one on the team. I mean, I mean, he was the number one with with James Harden, but you know, it was always you know a little split here and there. But now it's yeah. him and Max. Period. You know what I mean? Everybody else get in where you fit in. You know, PJ Tucker don't demand no ball, but he's gonna play defense. Now, as yeah. far as LA, the Clippers go, they all they doing is collecting names. That's yeah. that's, what, that's what they doing. They collecting LA boys. You know, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is a San Diego boy, but the rest of them from LA. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they they collecting LA boys, man. They you know, uh, the the form right there in Crenshaw. So. Yeah, they, they collecting the boys that and go right around the corner to the house. That's that's all they doing because they ain't finna win nothing, not in the West. 
Yeah, and, and you got to look at what the Clippers got. Uh, as I mean, what the Sixers got uh, uh, from the Clippers. They got Marcus Morrison, uh, Robert Covington, like you mentioned. He's familiar with with, uh, with Philly. Uh, and you got Nick Bade, and you got KJ Martin as well. They also picked up a 2028 unprotected first round uh, uh, first round pick, two second round picks, and, and a 2029 pick swap and an additional first-round pick from Oklahoma City Thunder. So it, it sounds like to me on paper the Sixers won this trade because of the fact that the matter is they got rid of James Harden, who was, you know, at best a, you know, at best a headache, not a migraine, but a headache, um, if you will. They got P.J. Tucker, who's an Asian guy that, you know, really, you know, even though he's known as a 3D guy, he's still up there in age. And like you mentioned, uh, uh Okay, is that you know he's not going to be demanding the ball. He's going to come in there and and, and you know know his role because he has all of those other guys. So if you look at it and if you have to name a winner or a loser, I, I would say you know on paper the Sixers won this trade, and it just seems like um, uh, the Sixers just were just in that you know re- I'm ready to get rid of uh, James Harden. But I do agree with you, E. I didn't think about it the way you just mentioned it as far as how James Harden got what he wanted because he cried like a baby. He, you know, he threw that tip or tantrum, if you will. Um, and then, you know, he got where he wanted to go, but Dame Lillard played the professional route and, you know, and he got to shift to, to the Milwaukee Bucks, but not a bad deal for, 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 for Jam, uh, Damian Lillard by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he still wound up in a good deal, but that's not where his first preference was. So I definitely get where you're coming from there, E. But, um, I, 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 uh, you know, at the end of the season, it's going to be like, you know, how you look at it for sure. But as of right now, I think Dame is happy where he's at, and I think these other guys are going to be right now happy where, where they're at. Um, maybe not P.J. Tucker, but um, nonetheless, uh, these other guys uh, are for sure. All right, uh, good stuff there. Um, what I want to do now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to, um, you know, uh, switch gears a little bit. We, we generally don't talk boxing. We, if you if you listen to it for a long time, we do talk boxing. What Special K is, he's our Special K guru. I like to call us the uh, the Special KO segment, if you will. Um, so uh, K, you know, let our listeners know, um, inform us on the you know the fights and the, that that has taken place, current fights and, and fights that's, that are coming up as well. Take it away, brother. All right. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Um, I wouldn't call myself a blue. I know a little bit. So, um, so uh, this this past weekend, uh, I wouldn't call it highly anticipated, but, you know, it was interesting enough. Uh, we had Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou uh, from Cameroon, Africa. I'm not sure where Tyson Fury is from, but I know he, he calls himself Gypsy King, so wherever they claim Gypsy at, that's, that's where he's from. Um <laughs> Uh, my, my first thoughts of this fight, um, going into the fight, I thought, uh, you know, it, it, it would be somewhat of a spectator-type spectator yeah. deal up until 5, 6, and then, you know, Tyson Fury will go ahead and box his way up out of there. It's clearly not what happened. Um, you know, to the, the, the casual fan, it's a straight-out robbery. Um, I wouldn't call it a straight-out robbery. But Fury lost the fight, um, you know, as it was. Now, uh, with him losing that fight, I think that uh, – or winning the fight, but lost the fight, um, I think that he didn't come into the fight taking Francis serious. I mean, he already has a fight signed on December 23rd uh, against uh, uh, Alexander Yusuf. Um 
So that and that's a big clash um, on the heavyweight scale. Um, that fight was signed before with after this fight was signed, but you know before the fight happened. Um, okay. So that was already in the works. So I don't think he took Francis serious enough. Francis took the fight very serious. Obviously, um, he ended up dropping Fury in the second round. Um, I I don't think it was a knockout knockout no. type punch. However, um, by boxing standards. The the ref gave Fury about twelve or thirteen seconds. Um, wow. the, the count, if you watch the count in the ring, you count yourself. I mean, it was an extra long seven, eight. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was. Gotcha. Was gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but you know, Francis came in and did what he was supposed to do. He boxed a lot better than I gave him credit um, because he's a UFC guy. In UFC, they punch and they hit. Uh, yeah. A tad bit different. Their discipline is different. Um, and some kind of way he was able to train himself to look like a boxer outside of one punch. Uh, now, did he look like a high-level boxer? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he looked like a boxer. Now, again, I feel like he won the fight. Um, obviously, some refs felt like he won the fight. One ref actually gave it to him. I believe it was 95-94. One ref had to fight a landslide for Fury, which I didn't understand. Um, yeah. I didn't know what the hell he was looking at. <laughs> then the other fight, uh, the other ref, the last ref, the third, he had it 95-94 as well, but for Fury. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Fury didn't, Fury didn't look good, but I think it's because he didn't take Francis serious. I truly believe if they were to rematch, say, March, summer next year, um, that fight wouldn't go to 10 rounds that it went. Um, I think he would take him a little more serious and actually yeah. come in and, 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 and box and use his length and keep keep him away from it. Um, you know, he's, he's serious six nine. you know what I mean? And his yeah. reach is, I think, it's seven foot, you know what I mean? It's like 87, 86, 86 87 inches, something like that, which is long, you know, and that's what helped him win against Wilder. Wilder never fought anyone that had reach advantage over him. So um, that's what made that fight so difficult for him as well. Um, and I, again, I think if Fury was to fight and gone to again, he would take it more serious and use that reach and keep that big guy off, off, off it. Um, and, and eventually, you know what I mean, drop and gone Because uh, the punch, it was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Fury didn't fight like Fury fights. You know, I'm going to give him that yeah. credit. But as that fight went Saturday, he lost that fight. Um, although the judges gave it to him in split decision. Let me ask you this, Nick. Uh, okay, because I watched some, I didn't watch the fight. I watched some of the highlights in there. Do you think he waited too long? Uh, do you think do you think that uh, Fury waited too long in that fight to do what he do do what he does? Um, because it looked like to me um, that he should have won that fight, in my opinion. But it looked like he maybe it maybe too little too late. Is that is that where you're getting at getting from that as well? No, no, um, okay. because you know I've seen Fury fight before, um, okay. and you know he technically doesn't. He's not a. I mean, heavyweight is not welterweight. You know what I'm saying? He's right. starting fast for a heavyweight is not throwing a hundred punches in a round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. exactly. you know Fury Fury usually starts a little more. Uh, you know, kind of like he was trying to end this fight. Um, he usually starts the fight that way. 
But like okay. I say, I don't. I just think he didn't take Francis um, serious enough. You know, because again, he's coming over from USC. This is his very first boxing fight ever. Um, okay, gotcha. You know what I mean? So I think it was just that he didn't take him serious enough, and this guy trained his hardest, took it very serious. Actually, wanted to be a boxer before getting into USC. So um, okay. I think he just took it that serious to where Fury didn't take it serious. Gotcha. Now let me ask you this before we move on: Is that UFC, UFC fights, man? They, they, the fighters, I should say, do they tend to, to jab a little bit more? They, they say, I know they do a lot more with their, you know, the footwork and things of that nature. But as far as the boxing aspect of it goes, do they tend to jab a little bit more? Go head? They don't like to go to the body a lot. I mean, what's the difference between UFC and and, and you know your your traditional boxing, if you will? Um. In my opinion, and first let me say I'm not I'm not the a heavy UFC guy. I do watch some pay per views or whatnot, but I'm right. not a heavy okay. UFC guy. But um, gotcha. the difference as far as striking, and that's more what they call it with UFC. Um, yeah. They they they're looking for the same zones, whether it be mm-hmm. body, um, face, okay. whatever. Um, you know, and and added for USC, they you know they they try to take your legs from up under you too, so they kick legs as well. Right. Uh, so you know they're looking for the same zones, but it's not traditional just punching. You know, it may okay. be knee blows, or you know, like Francis did try once in that fight, um, a Superman punch, where it's kind of like a little jump hop with jump, it. Jump, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, um, you know, kicks to the face, kicks to the body. So, you know, they're striking at the same zones, but it's more of using everything you got. You know what I mean? Hands, feet, you know, elbows. You know what I mean? They they use yeah. everything. You know what I mean? So some fighters, you know, depending on who they're fighting, they use they jab and try to keep you away from you, keep, keep you off of them because they know you want to grapple and this and that there. But for the most part, um, I would say a good 75, 80% of fighters um, – Pretty much use everything, you know what I mean? Okay. Elbows, <laughs> knees, <Right. laughs> leg kicks, you know what I mean? They use everything, man. So um, I would say no, nah, man. I, I, about 20% use traditional jabs regularly, um, okay. but not, not it's not a heavy thing for them. Okay. That's why All that right. crossover from USC to boxing is so difficult because yeah, they, they're, they're trained, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're trained, they're disciplined. Of, of how they strike and how they defend is yeah. completely different from boxing. Like, they, they pretty much stand with an open guard for the yeah. defense in UFC because they're defending, trying to defend everything, whether right. it's yeah. you know what I mean, kicks or yeah. elbows or whatever the case may be. And they always need to be in some kind of a striking mode because they may strike when you're striking, you know what I mean, versus yeah. boxing, you're trying to block or weave you know what I mean? They they looking for ways to strike as well. So it's it's a little it's I wouldn't say a little. It's a it's a big discipline difference. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like everything else. Hit hit and not get hit. Yeah. 
All right, good good stuff there, man. Good, good stuff for sure. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, that, that that's our guy, man. Um, who's who's um, you know heavily into boxing. And you know we don't talk boxing unless uh, you know unless K comes in. And you can't spell knockout without a K. So I always want to bring him in uh, for sure to, to talk the good stuff. Keep us keep us posted, man, for sure. You know you always come in and and, and provide us with that, that that information. And when I know you're coming on, man, I, I tend to or when I think you, I expect you to come on every week. So you know, no pressure or anything like that. But when there's a fight out there and I see it promoted, I, I don't watch it, but I watch the uh, I watch some of the highlights or whatever. I go on YouTube and watch the fight. That way, I can you know when you're talking about certain things, I know what you're you know you're exactly what you're talking about. So I, I get in. Well, I do my homework, man, for sure. I don't want to come up here sounding too ignorant. As it's more ignorant than I sometimes I sound. But um, <laughs> but. Um, Let's switch gears here, guys, and 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 uh, I want to talk about. Actually, before we do that, let's get in. I want to talk some. Let's go switch back to the NFL because what I want to do is I want to talk some. Um, actually, let me look at the time here. Actually, before we do that, if we have time at the end of the show, we'll we'll, we'll circle back and give our thoughts and opinions on the NFL. But I want to talk college football, and the um, the playoffs have come out. Uh, the rankings have come out, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're listening, if you're, you know, been living under a rock for the last couple of days, um, I'm just going to go to six to, to 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 one because I think these these teams are have legitimate uh, chances of being in the top four. That's awesome. This is the last season, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know, uh, the four goes from four to twelve um, next season. But um, we got uh, starting from six to one. We got Oregon at number six. We got Washington at number five. We got Florida State at number four. We got Michigan at number three. We got Georgia at number two. We got Ohio State at number one. E, e, um, I'm watching this on the Monday night, and I'm looking at this as it goes, as it comes up. And you know, they they do the same thing I like to do is I keep you in suspense, if you will, and go from you know six, you know, twelve to one or what have you. E, any surprises here in the top six that I've given you? Again, Oregon, Washington, Florida State, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, six to one. Um, what are the surprises, if any? Uh, do you like this? What say you about this? Uh, this, this rankings. The real surprise. I think uh, it should have. Mm-hmm. I think it should have went Georgia one, Michigan mm-hmm. two, Florida State three, Ohio State four. I mean, okay. I know Ohio State's undefeated, but Ohio State still has, I think, Penn State and Michigan. Well, I know I'm sure they still got Michigan, which is going to be a loss. Now, I know Michigan mm-hmm. caught up in some controversy over there with the sign stealing and all that. Yeah. But that's an NCAA investigation that's going to take a while to pan out. But as of right now and here and now, they are they're on paper. And with the eye test, they are a better football team than Ohio State. And I expected them to beat Ohio State. But make no mistake about it, the Georgia Bulldogs are the best team in the country. Two guys back-to-back defending national champion, I'm the champ until you beat me. Yeah. I don't understand how you can put um, Ohio State in front of Georgia. Now, if you would have put Michigan in front of Georgia, I can see where you're going with this. I wouldn't yeah. have agreed with it, but I can at least see it. But there's no way you can tell me Ohio State is a better football team than Georgia. They're not even better than Michigan. I don't think they're better than Florida State. So I was very disappointed with, with the – now, you went six. I usually only go five. 
Because if you, yeah. at this late in the season, if you lower than five right now with the 14, you can forget about it. That 15 uh-huh. matters just sneak in. But if you're a conspiracy theorist, which I know you and I are, look, yes. look, tell, tell me who's number eight on there. I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. I believe it is. I okay. Might, might be US roll Tide. Oklahoma. Oh, no, okay. Roll Tide. Okay. Oh, yeah, they are. Alabama, they are. Yeah. Alabama is sitting at that eighth spot. So you oh, you know either Michigan or Ohio State is going to lose. That's a given. One of them has to lose because they still got to play each other. Georgia will probably win out if Alabama can make it to the SEC title game. Look for Alabama to be in that fourth spot, even with the one loss, and even though they're not playing good. Now, they got a tough cast in tough schools this week against LSU. LSU mm-hmm. don't play any defense, so, but Georgia don't have, I mean, but Alabama doesn't have a high-powered offense. So look for this to be, you know, a close game. Now, if they lose to LSU, it's over. But if they beat LSU, that's the last tough game on their schedule. If they win out, and you're going to see some tumbling at the top, don't be surprised if old Trick and Nicky slip, slip into that fourth spot. But let me ask you this. With that being said, and I'll come to UK in a second, is that Alabama, let's say they do. Let's say that all that falls into place for Alabama. Alabama still has to play Georgia in an SEC championship. Or do they, they're, they're both in the – no, no, Alabama's in the West, uh, Georgia's in the East. So they're going to they're gonna, most likely they'll win. They'll, they'll meet up in the um, – the SEC championship. So one of those teams that have to be out, am I correct? Unless, unless Alabama beats Georgia. Well, what say you about that scenario? That's going to be tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's going to be tough. But uh, I, I'm, I'm just saying from a conspiracy theory standpoint, they're going to make an effort to get Alabama in there. I'm not saying they're going to be able to pull it off because Georgia would yeah. have to lose. And I don't know who's left on Georgia's schedule that could possibly beat them. But I yeah. do know this. Georgia is the best team in the country right now. I don't understand how you put Ohio State in front of them. Again, had you put Michigan there, I'd have gave you the benefit of the doubt but not Ohio State. Ohio State shouldn't even be in front of Florida State. And I know yeah. Kay is going to agree because Kay and Florida State do. Yeah, I, I'm still not sold on Florida State, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But nonetheless, I agree with what you're saying about Georgia being number two. I, I believe Georgia should be number one. I mean, two straight national championships, 25 straight wins. Um, with you know, Stetson uh, Bennett. It's not like that's a minute. That's a minute is, is, is a lesser, a poor man's A.J. McCarron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I, I, I agree with you there. And then the way, you know, they, they, they beat Florida, and a lot of, like, a lot of people had Georgia on upset alert, um, you know, on, on Saturday because it was, you know, obviously it was, you know, the, the biggest outdoor cocktail party, the, you know, in, in, in the country. But what, what have you is – Florida, you know, going into hey, that, a lot of I, people what have. What did I tell you? I told you Georgia was going to beat the brakes on Florida. <laughs> no, no, you did. You, no, you did. Yeah. But, but, you know, other people, you know, the other experts, you know, the experts say, you know, I'm putting up the air quotes, ladies and gentlemen, I know you can't see it. But um, had Georgia on upset alert. And the way that they beat Florida, it tells you, like, listen, we, we're, here, we're serious. And after that particular win, man, I don't understand how you could put Georgia uh, at two. But like you said, I think they're trying to give Ohio State 
in this no matter what because they know Ohio State has to play Michigan. So if Ohio State's at one and Michigan's at three and Ohio and, and Michigan happens to beat Ohio State, then what does that mean? Ohio State just probably falls to three or four at the worst. So they wanted for whatever reason they want to have Ohio State in this um um in, in this talk. But uh Kay, what say you about this? And also I wanna ask both of you, I'll start with you Kay, since I'm I'm coming to you, is like um second part of this question is Where's Washington? Does, does Washington have a chance? Because to me, I feel like Washington is one of the most underrated teams in the country. But what's tell you about the top four right now, uh, Kay? And give me your thoughts on the things in Washington as well. The top four right now is a fraud. Um, okay. You know, I, I, I said last year, man, I hate that they, you know, preseason, they be throwing Ohio State. And yeah, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan is uh Michigan is proven, but – you know, some of them bigger name schools, Ohio State and Alabama, they throw mm-hmm. them in the top top five or top ten without even knowing what's going on with them. You know what I mean? Right. Like pre preseason, Ohio State hadn't even no, not Ohio State. Was it Alabama? One of the one of the two hadn't even named their starting quarterback. Yeah. But yet they were in the top Man, top five. Like, come on. Like, you know, what what are we doing? You know what I mean? Just because mm-hmm. they are Alabama, they should be up there like you know, and the way they've been playing, how are they still in the top ten? Yeah. You know, right? I don't understand it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the whole thing is a fraud. But there are some teams that are for real. I think, uh, as you mentioned, Washington. Washington. I think Washington is for real. Um, yeah. I think Penix is highly underrated. Um, even though they're, they're talking about him, but I don't think they're talking about him enough. Right. Um, yeah, that that boy's a baller. Um, Penix. Florida State. Although we 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 are ranked for, um, we're better than our ranking. But I, you know, I we're there. So all we need to do is get in. So that it, it really doesn't matter. The top four really doesn't matter, especially at this point. Um, but I don't like it, man. They they setting teams up to still be in there with a loss, um, and that's what's going to happen with Ohio State. Um, that's why they're there. They're setting that up to where Ohio State loses to Michigan. If that yeah. game is close, they're not dropping out the four. Nope. You know, and that's why they. Um, yep. and, and you see where Alabama's at. You know what I mean? It's like a snake yep. in the grass right now. You know what I mean? So it's like yep. they, they they just in the right spot waiting on somebody to lose. You know what I mean? And and it's not. I don't think it's fair to some of these other schools that are really playing playing they um playing their butts off yeah. to get in these spots. You know, and they don't get a shot because what they say, oh, they they schedule this or they schedule that. You know, just because a team is in the big, uh, the the SEC or the Big yeah. Ten or whatever, doesn't mean they're That's elite. You know what I mean? And I hate it, man. <laughs> I hate it. I yeah. think it should be one big conference. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And and I think that you know, I think maybe next year. We, we're not going to have this conversation, you know. Maybe we'll talk about who should be, you know, number twelve or number eleven or what have you. But top four, you know, top top four next year is going to be the top four. 
Well, for sure, because we're going to have a lot more teams in there. I don't think there's going to be any arguments. You know, if you get in the top 12, then you you deserve to be in, in, in the top 12. That's just that's just the bottom line. Um, but real quick, uh, Kay, what, what say you about your Florida State? I know we're going to jump into E. Scott's uh, segment, but I just want to get your thoughts and opinions on the Florida State Seminoles, man. You know, as a Gator fan, um, you know, I, I, but anyway, um, you, you, you're my guy, man. So nonetheless, I'm going to allow you to talk on the uh, – the Florida State uh, the team, and, and, and what, what say you about this team, and what makes you think they should be ranked higher? <clears throat> Our offense, man, that offense is unstoppable. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't say enough. And I mean, that was uh, Coleman. I don't know yeah. how Michigan State. I mean, now that Michigan State has had a fallout, they ain't started their season like that. I don't know how they let him go. Lord have mercy. <laughs> to me, I mean, not just because I'm a Florida State fan. To me, mm-hmm. from what I've seen, he's the best wide receiver out there right now. That's over um, wow. um, Marvin Harrison. What's the name? Son? Yeah, oh, over wow. him. Wow. Seriously, I, I seriously feel that way. Uh, because he's not just catching bombs or, you know, making he's Marvin Harrison makes great plays on the ball. KJ mm-hmm. made plays on the ball and after the ball. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's to me he's the most electrifying receiver in the in college right now. Like when he gets the ball, you want to see what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like Marvin yeah. Harrison, you can hit him in spots, and he's gonna beat you getting the ball. You know he's gonna mush you or whatever you want to say about it. But um, Cole, man, shoot. <laughs> I think that dude that dude is amazing, man. And we got other weapons. We got two good running backs. Uh, we got the uh, big Wilson boy, fourteen, number fourteen. The other wide receiver, six, five, six, six, or whatever. He can run. He got a little hand issue, but he catch the ones we need him to catch. Um, and he's a threat. He's a he's a big target. Uh, a tight end. We starting to use the tight end more. Um, mm-hmm. Where we got holes at is in the defense. There's holes in the defense. Um, we don't play one hundred percent all the time. You know, I've seen and I've noticed that sometimes when we get leads, we start letting up on the defense. We're not making big uh, tackles no more. We, for sure tackles, we out there trying to make hits. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So that 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 gets on my nerves. And Norvo, the coach, I mean, he he's turned the program around. Um, however, I still question some calls in the red zone. He gets a little too hyped down there for me. And want to do tricks and stuff like that, man. Let's put all that in the bag, man. Let's just play ball. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it hasn't it hasn't bit us this year, but you know, um, our offense is elite, though, and that's why I say there's nobody that's going to stop us. Question is, can we stop what's coming? All right, all right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff there for sure. Uh, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about this because it's um, getting to that that part of the season where um, college football is winding down, getting back, getting down to final uh, games of the season. Conference play is going to happen, and then of course, uh, then we get into the playoffs for sure. It's going to be here before you know it. So good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. All right, we haven't had it in two weeks, man, so we're kind of hungry right now, kind of thirsty for it. And that's East Scott's Entertainment segment, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so with that being said, if you if you are a long-time listener, you already know. If you're a first-time listener, stay on your toes. It's East Scott's, uh, East Scott's Entertainment segment. So it's Sports Talk with Kay Walk and East Scott. Never had it so good sports radio. Uh. <laughs> How you do that, dip? 
How you do that death, New Orleans, Baton Rouge? How you do that death, Lafayette, St. Charles? How you do that death, Shreveport, Mississippi? How you do that death, Alabama, Atlanta? How you do that death, Florida, Arkansas? How you do that death? Say who that? They want to do that. Run hey, what up, guys? Good to be back. So I'm gonna just get right on into it. I brought back an oldie but a goodie. Where did they go to school? I'm going to give you the plan. You just tell me where they went to college or university. It's all football players. K-Walk, we're going to start with you. we got 27 of them on the board. K-Walk, can you hear me? You said K-Walk. Okay. No, my bad. I I was on mute. My bad. Can you hear me? You guys hear me? I was on mute. My bad. Yeah, there you go. we got 27 on the board. Where do you want to start? All right, give me number one. Number one. Kirk Cousins, we've talked a lot about him tonight. Where did Kirk Cousins go to university? All right, I'm putting my five on the board right now. Yeah, Michigan State, final X. That is correct. Kirk Cousins was a – this is Sparta spitting all over folks. Uh, okay. Let me get 13. Number 13, Travis Kelsey or Travis Swift, if you will. Where did, where did Mr. Swift go to school? I ain't sure, man. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I know where he went. Yeah. Come on, Taylor Swift. Tell um, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not sure on this one, but I'm gonna go with Central Michigan. Find out. Incorrect. K where did Travis Kelsey go to school? He was a Bearcat, Cincinnati, final answer. That is correct. He did go to Cincinnati. Uh K where are you? All right, give me number let me see, number twenty one. <clears throat> Oh, there's three Daily Devils on the board, too, I forgot to mention. Yeah. Number 21, Christian McCaffrey. Where did Christian McCaffrey go to school? <laughs> Man, I wouldn't be a Niner fan if I didn't know this. Uh, Stanford, final answer. Stanford is the correct answer. Special K, what you got for me? 14. Number 14, Jason Kelsey. Ooh. Travis's brother. Where did Jason Kelsey go to school? Cincinnati, final answer. That is correct. He also would just say that. Did you know that, or did you use deductive reasoning? No, nah, I knew he. I knew he went to school. I watched a little doc. I just, oh, okay. and that's why I said Central Michigan. I just couldn't remember what seat. Oh, okay, <laughs> got gotcha. Uh, tell you what. All right, so I gave you the answer, the base. <laughs> give me, give me number twenty. Number number twenty, Brees Hall. Where did Brees Hall go to school? He'd be running it up for the Jets. Yeah, I don't know where. Oh, man, I don't know where Brees Hall went to school at. Um, ah, good gracious. Um, I'll say Arkansas, final answer. I don't know. So, okay. do you know where Brees Hall went to school? Dang. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to go rock and find him. No, he went to Iowa State. Brees Hall went to Iowa State. So, Shay, we on you. Wonder, I didn't know that. Let me get 15. 15, one five. 15. George Kittle. Oh, Where yeah. did George Kittle go to school? He know that. Come on, man. This ain't even fair. I don't even know. Uh, oh, wow. George Kittle. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's, he's a tight end from San Francisco. Big white I know who he is. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Minnesota, final answer. Wow. Incorrect. K-Walk, where did, where, did, where did your boy go? 
the right conference, but uh, he went to tight end university, Iowa. That is that is correct. Oh, he out there with he was out there with Caitlin Clark. I mean, mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark was still in like elementary school. She just mm-hmm. went for a visit, but yeah. Can't walk where are you? Give me number four. Number four, number four. Demario Davis. Where did Demario Davis go to school? Demario Davis. Yeah. Who's he play? Who does he play for? Demario. Did I get the name wrong? I don't know. I, I've never heard of him personally. L- linebacker. From what? 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 Uh, what team? That's all. That's all for the Saints. Oh, you're saying? Oh, oh, I don't know, bro. Um, I didn't even know. Um, the reason I, it was, it, it, you know, the staff. No, 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 no. So no, I just didn't know his name. Oh no, no, I'm not down there. I just didn't, didn't didn't know his name. Um, wow, okay. So first, Illinois final answer. I have no idea. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. K. Demario Davis, linebacker for the Saints. I don't know, know, but I'm gonna go South, South Carolina find him. <laughs> no, he actually he actually went to Arkansas State. Oh wow, yeah. Okay, that's why I'm here. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we owe you. Sixteen. Number sixteen. Jonathan Taylor. Newly paid Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Where did Jonathan Taylor go to school? I know, you know this. I don't. Uh I'm gonna take a shot though. Uh let's go Cal, find out. Incorrect. K Walk, do you know where Jonathan Taylor went to school? Wisconsin, final answer. Wisconsin. Damn, I did know that. He, he a big pin boy. So, okay, where were you? No, I'm sorry. K-Walk, where were you? No. All right, give me number two. Number two, number two. Levante David, linebacker for Tampa. Levante David, I don't know. I'm going to say Boise. You I'm going to say Boise. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say Boise State, follow answer. I don't know why. You was close. You can steal it. Okay, you can see Nebraska, finally. Nebraska is Nebraska is the correct answer. So okay, we on you. No Billy Seventeen. Which one? Seventeen. Seventeen. Ryan Tannehill. Where did Ryan Tannehill go to school? Texas A and M, finally. That is correct. You said that was mm-hmm. chess. Yeah, I knew that was chess. Yeah, good stuff, man. Okay, well, all right, give me number 23. Number 23, Tyrod Taylor. Where did Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor go to school? Virginia Tech, final answer. Virginia Tech is the correct answer. Mr. Mm-hmm. K. 18. Number 18, Patrick Mahomes. Where did Mahomes go to school? There's still three of them out there. I know. Patrick Mahomes. That's not A and M. What's that other Texas Tech? Texas Tech. Final answer. Texas Tech is the correct school. K Walk. All right, it's got to be. I got a daily double here. Uh, give me number twenty. No, actually, give me number three. <clears throat> number three, Debo Samuel. 
Where did Debo Samuel go to school? South Carolina. Final answer. That is correct. So it's okay. 19. A.J. Brown. Where did A.J. Brown go to school? Where did A.J. Brown? Seriously, that's a good question. Why was he a Philadelphia Eagles? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Uh, I don't know this, but uh, I'm just throwing something out there. I'm gonna go uh, Mississippi State. Find out. You said Mississippi State? Incorrect. You were still okay, Walt. Ah, man, I don't know either. Um, I was thinking somewhere. Uh, Arkansas, final answer? Just <laughs> so, so, okay. You were so close. He went to Ole Miss. Now, Mississippi State. God. Nah, he went to and you know what? I almost said Ole right Miss, but I was like, I would have known that. Nah, he went to Ole Miss. Uh Okay, what? We on you. Still got three David right. Doubles out there. I know, man. Give me 27. <clears throat> Number 27. Desmond Ritter. We also mentioned him earlier yeah. today. Where did yeah. Desmond Ritter go to school? Yeah, I know he went to Cincinnati. Final answer. That is correct. He also was a Bearcat. <laughs> uh, let's see. Switch crash. 20. Let's go. Oh, yeah, 20 is going. I'll tell you what we got left because we're running down. We got 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, yeah, 22 is out there. 22, Darren Waller. Where did Darren Waller go to school? Oh, yeah. Oh, where did Darren go? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not sure, man. Um... Wasn't in the ACC, so. Oh, yes. I got to throw something out there. Arizona State, final. Incorrect. K-Walk. I, um, I think he went to Georgia. Final answer. So, K, you were correct. It was the ACC. K-Walk, oh. you're incorrect. It wasn't Georgia. It was Georgia Tech. It was uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, uh, K-Walk, K-Walk, where are you? All right, give me number five. <clears throat> number five, Chris Godwin. Where did Chris Godwin go to school? Ah, was he a Florida State guy? I'll say Florida State for all answer. So no, no. Boy, no, I know. Uh, Chris Godwin, where did he go to school? <sighs> to be honest, man, I ain't even sure about this one, but I'm going to go with Maryland, finally. Go ahead and tell him, K. Walk, for no points. Yeah, he didn't he go to uh uh NC no NC State. No, he didn't go to he didn't go to uh uh he went to Penn State. He wanted to Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Penn State. Which one whose turn is it? I lost track. That was uh Kay's turn. That was yours? No, it's K Walk. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's my turn. No, no, no. It's yours. It's yours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's okay. Give me that. 23. 23 is gone, I think. No, no, wait. Uh, It is gone. Yeah, 23 is gone. 24. 24. Leighton Vanderush. Linebacker. Mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Where did old Leighton go to school? Uh, 
Montana. Nah. Find out. nah. This is K Walk. Yeah, Smurf Turf, uh, Boise State, Finland. <laughs> Boise State is correct. K Walk. Yeah, that's right. He's from Montana. Thank you. Uh, give me number six, then. Uh, number six, Mike Evans. Where did Mike Evans go to school? Mike Evans. Oh, Lord have mercy, Kevin. Uh, wow, Mike Evans. I know he pressed for time, so Kevin, I can think of a team. Um, I don't know. Mike. Uh, Oklahoma, final answer. I don't know. Just okay. Mike hey, Evans, you're going or, or there's Texas a bunch of A&M. A&M. Oh, there you go. Texas A&M. That's yeah, correct I, answer. I, I thought you had him going to FAM. You just said A&M, dog. Yeah. You know, we, <laughs> FAM to A&M here. <laughs> uh, so, okay, we on you. Uh, 25 still out there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 25. Darius Slayton. Where did Darius Slayton go to oh, school? Oh, my God. Darius Slayton. Hell, I don't know. Um, Slayton. Let's go with the one I missed, Old Miss. K-Walk, Darius Slayton, where did he go to school? I don't know. Alabama, final answer. I don't know. No, he went to the other one, War Eagle. He went to Auburn. Ah, wow. Uh, K-Walk, where were you? Hey, we didn't know any double day, double double. All right, give me number eight. <clears throat> number eight, Derek Carr. Where did Derek Carr go to school? Fresno State. Final answer. Fresno State is the correct answer. So it's okay. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Michael Parsons. Where did Michael Parsons go to school? Michael Parsons, Michael, oh, Michael Parsons, god dang. I don't know where he went to school at. Um, it ain't in the SEC. <clears throat> I'm going to go with it anyway. I'll be on the final. Okay, well, where did Michael Parsons go to school? Penn State, final answer. Penn State is the correct answer. Big Ten, let's see. We on you, um, K. Walk. You got to hit a double. I I know, right? Seven. (laughs) Daily double. (laughs) Okay, Special K has five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. You have five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five. I'll do twenty. I'll do twenty. For twenty points, Mister Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. What did Brock Purdy go to school? <laughs> Boom, Iowa State. Follow it. Man, come on, that, man. Hey, man, you could have picked it. You could have picked it, correct? That, that is the correct answer. So, okay, two daily doubles still out there. Uh, daily double. <laughs> you all in? All in. <laughs> 25. Cooper Cup. Where did Cooper Cup go to school? Man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, 
Hold on, hold on. I do know. Uh, Washington. What's it? The Huskies or State? I'm gonna go with Washington State. Final answer. Unfortunately, that's incorrect. He went to Eastern Washington. Washington. I know so, it was somewhere yeah. there. Yeah, this is probably over, dog. But um, we're going to finish it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, well. All right, even number nine. <clears throat> number nine, Chase Claypool. What did old Chase Claypool disrupt himself going to school? Ah, uh, I don't know. Did he go to uh, Oklahoma State? Final answer? No. Okay, uh, oh. uh, okay. Chase Claypool. Got a. I'm thinking, oh, that's the wide receiver, ain't it? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that is the wide receiver, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. LSU, final answer. Now, I want to know today. Uh, Will oh. you? Will you? We got 10. I'm showing 10, 11. I'm showing 10 and 11. Okay, well, what you showing? That's, that's all I'm showing as well, bro. Okay, 10 and 11. 11. Give me 11. 11. Double. Eleven, not the Daily Double. C D oh. Lamb. Where did C D Lamb go to school? Hell, right now it don't matter university. Um <laughs> C D Lamb, I know this too. C D Lamb, mm-hmm. C D Lamb. Where Lamb went to school? Was it it wasn't Alabama, was it? Yeah, so Alabama, find out. No. C D Lamb. Oklahoma final answer. Oh, yeah, I knew that. The last one on the board, number 10, Daily Double. Oh, man. You got a um, whole lot. K-Walk is that, Mr. K is that even zero. All right, I'll do all but five, so I don't know. Whatever, all but five, I'll say five. <laughs> <laughs> Your clue, Raheem Mostert. Where did Raheem Mostert go to school? Oh yeah, just uh no my man. Um Oh my god. Um he played for the forty nine. Where'd he go to school? Like, oh my god, he was at like eighteen different places. Uh he went to uh uh the Big Ten Purdue, 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 final answer. <laughs> Purdue Purdue is uh, the correct oh, answer. I was thinking too hard on that one. So the final score was a whole lot to none. Uh, cue some music if we got it. Yeah, we do. We uh, appreciate you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Medals round my neck because I won, I won. Now my mama dead because I won, I won. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I thought you would have did a little better, but um, you know, you 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 had a good week last time you were on. You won, but you know, hey, it be that way sometimes. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Home. yeah, yeah, indeed, man, indeed. Okay, thank you so much for uh, for joining us, man, and, and providing you providing us, I should say, and our listeners with the inside of the uh, the boxing. 
Um, even though you think my 49ers are going to win, uh, lose four in a row, man, still uh, always a pleasure nonetheless, man, because that's why we're bringing you on, to, to, to provide the realism, <laughs> if you will, as much as it hurts. All right, good stuff. Uh, uh, always good stuff there, E. Um, I like to, like I do every time, ladies and gentlemen, every week I like to leave you with something uh, um, positive. I'll leave you with this tonight. Uh, always do your best what you plant now. You will harvest later, okay? For E. Scott, I am K. Walk for Sports Talk. We're K. Walk and E. Scott. God willing, uh, we'll talk to you next time. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.